as God intended. Let's go. Welcome healers to Looking for Healing Radio, where pharmaceuticals are not medicine, but love always is. I'm your host, Dr. Brian Artis, and thank you so much for listening. Remember to tell all your freedom friends they can join us live on the America Out Loud talk radio network and via recorded podcast at americaoutloud.com on the iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Pandora networks. Just download the America Out Loud phone app for Apple, Android, or Alexa, whatever you need to listen at your leisure. Looking for Healing Radio is sponsored by GlobalHealing.com, simply the finest, most potent, most effective natural medicines in the world today. Feel the difference, integrity, and love for medicine making can make for you. Go to GlobalHealing.com and enter promo code OUTLOUD to discover the medicine God intended for us all. Get incredible deals and find Global Healing and all of the wonderful AOL sponsors at AmericaOutloud.shop. Healers, we have a great show for you today. I don't know about you guys, but I literally just got back literally five minutes ago. I walked in the door, knew I had to actually uh, do this radio show. I was in Des Moines, Iowa, starting on Friday. It was an incredible event for me personally. I was invited by G. Edward Griffin, the author and the humanitarian documentarian, G. Edward Griffin, who wrote the book he's most probably famous for called The Creature of Jekyll Island, all um, exposing the truth about the Federal Reserve that manages the printing of all of our money here in uh, the United States. Well, that's the mint, but the Federal Reserve manages the, the money, the fluctuations in interest and all that stuff. Well, G. Edward Griffin asked me last year to come to the Red Pill Expo to give a presentation over my Watch the Water documentary which I did, and that was a really, really wonderful event. I loved it. Uh, he also, after the second Watch the Water documentary came out, he asked me and called me and asked me to do another presentation at the Red Pill Expo this year and join several individuals like Dr. Lee Merritt, who's one of my favorite docs on the planet to learn from and communicate with and has become a dear friend over the last three years, four years. Also, Dr. Sherry Timpany, who I've admired, revered, and respected, and absolutely give all of the credit to all of my five children not receiving a single vaccine after my oldest was one year old. None of my younger four have ever had a vaccine of any kind to this day. My oldest, Bryce, received before I ever learned anything about vaccines. Uh, he'd received one year's worth of shots. And I actually told her even this weekend as we greeted and hugged, and I thanked her for all she's done. Again, I told her I seriously, truly love you because of your your presentations and research and your tenacity 20-something years ago to make sure the truth about vaccine risks were made apparent for parents around the world like me that she had never met. And that one video presentation I had purchased as a DVD in 2001 uh, sparked a interest in me. I just watched the presentation and never heard a vaccine was bad for you. I was just curious as a new parent, if vaccines were safe and do I know everything about injecting my kids? Because every time Bryce got a shot, he would cry for hours at a time, sometimes getting a fever, sometimes getting a slight rash for a couple of days. And I just hated watching him being inflicted with pain with a needle. And I just wondered as a parent, a brand new parent, never been a parent before, 
uh, and what I am, what I'm doing for my child with these vaccines and what these doctors do, is it as safe as I've always been told? I mean, I didn't know. So I'd ordered these, a DVD of Sherry Timpany I'd found online. This is 2001. Remember, this is only six years or seven years into the internet being around. And I'd ordered a DVD. I watched it at home. And she had said a few things in there about the hepatitis B vaccine specifically, which is the only vaccine they give throughout America within the first 24 hours of life in every baby in every hospital in America. And she said something that actually was just shocking to me and literally changed every moment of the sex, the next six months of my life. And what I hope and pray, I think over the last four years during the pandemic, as I have done research on behalf of the rest of the world to try to protect as many people around the world from the deceit the nefariousness and the evil of the COVID-19 hospital protocols and of the obvious and the promoted and marketed vaccine agenda of vaccines they admitted were never long-term tested in humans. It has been an all right, all, all hands on deck attempt by myself and others to try to make sure the whole world was warned of the truth. And it was very overwhelming but something Sherry Timpany said in that vac- that actual presentation in 2001, when my son was one years old, uh, it, this is what it did to me. She actually said, if I never had to work another day in my life in my clinic to actually make money, to pay for my bills, to pay for student loans, pay for my clinic, buy food, pay my mortgage, if I did not have to work to pay for my living expenses... I would spend every hour of the rest of my entire life campaigning and rallying and protesting to get the hepatitis B vaccine off the market, eradicated from the planet. That's what I would spend the rest of my life doing. It is that risky and has severe adverse events. Now, you have to understand at this point, there's like 20 or 30 vaccines she went over in this presentation. This is the only one she said that about. And I, when she said that, I remember thinking, oh, my God, who is this medical doctor? who is so passionate and convinced from whatever research she's done to make a statement like that, that she would drop everything in her life. If she had money and what money wasn't an option or need, she would go out and spend the rest of her life solely doing one thing, getting hepatitis B vaccines out of the market to never be injected in another infant or baby on day one ever again. And because she said that, I remember thinking, huh, well, I wonder what this medical professional knows that I don't know. So all I did was watch that one interview, and it was only like an hour long. She was doing a presentation with her patients in her clinic. It was a really not a polished production. And so I just watched this. That one comment changed my whole life, and I have to tell everybody listening to Looking for Healing Radio. I have quoted Sherry Timpany's quote that I heard once in that DVD. I have quoted it probably 10,000 times in the last 20 years when parents would ask me about vaccines. <laughs> and I would just tell them, well, there's this one doctor out of Ohio who I watched in 2001 do a presentation on my DVD player at home. And I decided from that moment, I would explain to all the patients. I left watching that DVD the very next day in chiropractic school. I went down to the library and at the time, pubmed.com, that stands for published medical journals online.com, pubmed.com required an annual uh, payment to be a member to access all medical journals. 
But because I was at a chiropractic school, they paid for that actual annual subscription. So any of us students could actually go into the library and access PubMed and look at all research we wanted to all day long, every day. It didn't matter. Now, unlike a lot of the people in the audience right now listening to this, I had never shied away from science papers. In fact, I used to call myself, if people have seen me and you've seen me probably on stages, most people are shocked when they meet me in person for some reason. I guess the camera over the last four years does something. Everyone can't believe how tall I am. I'm six foot three. I'm like 190 pounds. And everybody sees how fit I am. And they always want to know, do I play basketball? And the truth is, that's all I did. I played basketball my whole childhood, adult life, even uh, through college and high school. It's It was my passion even after school. Even like 10 years ago, I was running adult basketball camps and putting together leagues here in Frisco, Texas. It's just what I loved. But outside of sports, particularly basketball, which I did every day, 24-7, it felt like, until I went to chiropractic college, I spent, okay, not just in chiropractic college, as a kid during recess in middle school, high school, I would actually disappear into the library half the time. So my friends would be outside. I'd go into the library and I liked reading encyclopedias. There was something about statistics. There was something about data, particularly when it came to geography and countries that I'd never been to. And then specifically wildlife. I loved learning about where they lived, what their climate was they enjoyed, what their food they ate. And I'd actually decided as a kid that I wanted to become a marine biologist. In fact, if you ever masked my parents, my entire bedroom, all over the walls were posters of a marine biologist and documentary filmmaker named Jacques Cousteau. And I was just super passionate about animals, particularly in the ocean. And I just loved it. I, I had National Geographic subscriptions. Every map that was in a National Geographic went up on my wall for a while until the next magazine showed up. And then I'd take it off and put on the new one. I loved maps. I loved science. And so my whole life, growing up, I used to tell all the kids that used to think it was dorky. I'd end up in the library looking at encyclopedias. I never would read fiction, ever. I still don't. To this day, I still don't read fiction. I just don't care. That's just how I'm wired. God made me this way. I used to tell people all the time. They'd go, oh, my God, you're a nerd. <laughs> and I'd go... I'm the coolest nerd you'll ever know because I truly loved sports and athletics. And I was very gifted athletically, but I really just as much, I think loved learning and uh, loved nonfiction. So this is why this comes up for me. Sherry Tempany says that in a video, I go off and I actually go to pubmed.gov in the library at chiropractic school, Parker college in Dallas. And this is not a joke. I wouldn't even go home. As soon as classes were in, I'd spend six hours a day every day just reading research papers on PubMed.gov on every single vaccine in the childhood schedule. And I wanted to know, can I find any evidence to support Dr. Sherry Tempany's claims that the hepatitis B vaccine or any others had more risks than they did benefits? And I just have to tell you guys, if you never looked, you would be as ignorant today as I was 20 years ago. I was completely ignorant. I just trusted my parents getting me vaccines when I was a kid in the 70s and 80s. Uh, I just trusted the medical professionals to give my son in 2001 when he was born, one year's worth of shots, until I watched that video by Dr. Sherry Timpany. And I have to tell you, when I said in the beginning of this interview that I walked up to her once again and said, I love you, Sherry, and thank you for literally, in my opinion, being the voice and the bullhorn that changed the way I treated my kids Health-wise, 
It did. And I absolutely believe my children, zero of them have any neurological deficits, have no asthma, no double ear infections, no autism, no nothing, no diseases, no diabetes, none of them. They're all, and four of them are adults now. She has been a wonderful, um, I would just say, inspiration to me as a parent who knew nothing. And I want to speak to this too. You know what's amazing about that person, I think, Sherry Timpany? She doesn't even have a kid. She's never even had a child. But man, she has been the most relentless researchers and defender, inherently gifted and talented to project warnings to parents around the world in a way that they can understand to protect their children from the harms of the pharmaceutical industry. So that's what started that. Well, that was six months of me researching within two weeks of doing that research, six hours a day. I didn't stop after two weeks. I went on for six months every day, every day this week. My family wanted to know where I was. I was always studying in the library. I couldn't leave. I want to know everything about every vaccine on the vaccine schedule in 2001 and 2002 in chiropractic school. And within two weeks, I knew I was never going to vaccinate any child that I currently had, which was one and any of the future children, if I ever have any. Well, I have five. None of them have ever been vaccinated ever again. All of them have been in public schools their entire life. All of them have been in universities or the ones that are in universities now have have had exemption forms for those and they've never actually had it. Now I've lived in multiple states and this whole time I did it. And it's been interesting to watch people around the world ask me with the COVID-19 vaccines and exemptions, how do you get out of this? I've been doing that for 20 years. Physically with my own kids, Sherry Timpany was educating people about the, the risks. I physically had the kids in my house that I had to take actions to protect them. And it was that worth it to me to do that. Has it been beneficial? You better believe it. This is Looking for Healing Radio. You want to know how to stay healthy? How about you protect all of those you know and love and all of those in your posterity who will be coming and are currently here, especially young ones and elderly? Why don't you take a stand and actually protect them and teach them about not pumping poisons into your veins you don't need? They're, the whole vaccine agenda, people, I promise you, the entire vaccine agenda, the whole reason why hepatitis B vaccine was introduced on the first day of life is to cover up the injuries caused by all the other vaccines, including the hepatitis B vaccine. Listen, grandparents, teachers abroad with children, aunts and uncles of children, if you don't have your own, please, for the love of God, don't let them vaccinate your nieces, your nephews, your grandchildren, your children. When you hear a parent say, my child was born like this, always had asthma, always had autism, always had neurological deficits, whatever it is. If they were vaccinated with the hepatitis B vaccine on day one, how the hell do you know what they were born like? You never even gave them a chance to even discover on your own how God created that child inside of you or your loved one or your spouse. You didn't even give them the chance to find out what it was like free of drugs and chemicals pumped into their body. Just delay any vaccines ever. Just push them out three years so you can actually see what in the world did this baby come like in the first place. The hepatitis B vaccine given on the first day of life is a cover for all the neurological, diabetes, rheumatoid arthritis, lupus, all the diseases they're going to create, ADHD, 
All the parents who are watching these kids from the time they come out of the hospital are going to think their kids were born that way. And the doctors are going to tell you, no, they weren't. You have no idea what that baby was born like. You have no idea how God created it to come out of the womb. You have no idea. You're just lying to yourself. You have no clue what that baby was born like and how God created it because you allowed man and science to inject their sorcery and their drugs that you have no clue what in the world they're designed to do. You have no clue. Even I don't have a clue what's in that syringe. You don't have a clue. The doctors don't have a clue. The shit, the shots got delivered to the hospital or to your pediatrics office. Do you think the pediatrician opened them all and actually looked under a microscope and did uh, any kind of toxic analysis to see before they pumped it inside of you what is in there? No, they're putting blind faith in their pharmaceutical companies that they too are creating clean products that won't cause any harm. You don't know that. You, there's no way you know that as a parent. There's no way your pediatrician knows it. In fact, if they tell you that these are safe and effective, ask them, how the hell do you know? What did you do to test the product? This is not a joke. I tell people when I go to restaurants right now, even in Iowa, someone delivered me a drink at a restaurant. And I said, did you taste it first before you gave it to me? <laughs> that waitress said, uh, no, I can't drink while on the job. And I said, uh, well, how do I know it's not poisonous if you didn't try it first? And she goes, I don't. Well, you don't either. All right, so on the opposite side of this, on the next two segments, I'm going to actually take you through my presentation I gave at the Red Pill Expo. I think it is that important. Remember, you can listen and learn from Dr. Brian Artis, Nicola Burnett, Dr. Henry Ely, and Dr. Jana Schmidt. For natural medicine, a health tip of an interesting thing you've been thinking about or a situation that just happened to you at an event or with a person you're working with, stories and opinions, write in your questions. Every Monday through Friday, we're here, 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific. Go to our show page on americaoutloud.com to submit a health question we can all answer on Friday on Looking for Healing Radio. We're always here for you. We'll be right back after these messages. For 25 years, Global Healing has proudly produced the highest quality supplements and cleansing programs that are rooted in nature and backed by science. Get 15% off all of our products using code OUTLOUD. Global Healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. The pandemic may be over for some, but millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-term effects of toxic spike protein from COVID-19 and the vaccines. Fortunately, Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at the wellness company designed their spike support formula with the miracle enzyme natokinase, scientifically studied to dissolve spike protein so you can feel your very best. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Well, the OutLoud truth was the rallying call that started it all. AmericaOutloud.news was an idea, a movement, a place where folks would feel comfortable speaking the truth without being censored or canceled. The First Amendment is alive and well. America Out Loud Talk Radio. It's a fight for the soul of humanity. All right, healers, welcome back. Looking for Healing Radio is also sponsored by the Energetic Health Institute, an amazing school for amazing students just like you. The best way to be free is to be healthy. 
Learn how at www.energetichealthinstitute.org, holistic nutrition, fasting, detoxification, art of cellular healing, and so much more. Join the EHI family and let's make tomorrow amazing. www.energetichealthinstitute.org. All right. I'm Dr. Artis. I just actually set the stage for what I'm going to present. I was at the Red Pill Expo with G. Edward Griffin in Des Moines, Iowa. I just got home, literally from the airport, and now we're going to we're going to record and broadcast this radio show at the Red Pill Expo. G. Edward Griffin, Mickey Willis, who's the filmmaker who created the Plandemic series one, two, and three, and the Great Awakening movie that just came out and premiered, starring G. Edward Griffin. Dr. Sherry Tempany, Dr. Lee Merritt, Robert Scott Bell, who's a dear friend, uh, and many others were there. Oh, and then also Nurse Kate from England was there, and what a phenomenal human being who was motivated to protect the children and everyone in England as much as possible. Man, it was a phenomenal opportunity to join her, meet her, be introduced to her. She's an incredible human. And she's also friends with someone in England named Stuart Wilkie, who was I didn't even know was an Olympic ski athlete. I had no idea. All of the stories, the movies you saw called Eddie the Eagle, I didn't know it was based off of him. But Stuart Wilkie and I have done many presentations over the last four years in England via podcast and recordings for people worldwide, exposing what's corrupt, what's corrupt and crimes against humanity we would consider in England and in the United States. We shared all that documents. He's been a great friend and a dear humanitarian. So that was exciting to be a part of that. It was wonderful. What a great experience to be there at the Red Pill Expo. And thank you, G. Edward Griffin, and I thank God for the opportunity to get to know him. He's a living legend, 92 years old. What a fascinating human being. I'm going to review with the audiences today what it is I actually presented at the Red Pill Expo. It is the most thorough presentation I've ever shown, and it was very exciting. I've been talking about venoms and COVID for two years now, and it shocked the world, and it pissed off a whole bunch of medical doctors, uh, perplexed a whole bunch of scientists. But there's been a few that have been relentlessly in my corner, even if they told me, I really don't buy the Venom narrative, Dr. Artis. I just haven't seen enough. I don't know enough. And I just can't go there yet. And they would have other aspects of COVID-19 they thought was more important to continue to research, which is fine. Some were talking about 5G. Some were talking about nanoparticles. So that's what they were diving into and researching this entire time. Other people thought it was a eugenics program, still believe it is. And they've been diving down that rabbit hole for the last three years, trying to articulate the, the worries and concerns about that aspect and which races, ethnicities are protected, which ones are targeted. So there's just been a lot of stuff. For me, it was, how can I explain the symptoms everyone's experiencing? Well, I just want everybody to know here, this is Looking for Healing Radio. There's nothing on the planet you're going to find that explains every single long hauler COVID symptom, every acute COVID symptom, and every neurological injury from the COVID-19 shots, every blood Injury of the shots, strokes, clots. Uh, no one, nothing explains the miscarriages. No one expects the autoimmune deficiency syndrome of AIDS after the vaccines, like my research does, in my opinion. Nothing explains any of those symptoms better than the venoms confirmed by geneticists and scientists around the world that were found in only COVID-19 positive patients and none in the negative group. So I laid out a fabulous, in my opinion, presentation, and it blew the entire audiences away. Most of them said it was the greatest presentation of the entire conference. Dr. Lee Merritt, who really doesn't buy into the Venom narrative much at all, even though we text every day, every week, she's very 
awesome. She's coming actually to our Healing for the Ages conference even before I did this presentation this weekend. When I stood up on the stage, I said, where's Lee Merritt? She's got to sit in the chair. I'm not starting this presentation without her. I just love her and respect her that much. She knows I love and respect her no matter what also. So it's been great to have a medical colleague just like that in, in my life to be an anchor and a support. By the end of my presentation, which I'm going to go through here with you guys, because this helps you look for healing, which is this is lookingforhealingradio.com. Uh, Dr. Lee Merritt even walked up to me right outside the crowd that I walked out of the crowd and the crowd followed and had tons of questions and we're very excited about the presentation. Dr. Lee Merritt said, of all the things you presented, I'm so glad I sat there. And she took notes of the whole thing and said, I never even conceptualized this aspect of what I showed the world for the first time in any of my presentations. And she said, what you just showed me, I hadn't even heard of except for on in February or early 2020. She said, someone called her in the military. She's ex-military in the Navy. Somebody in the military contacted her in the early days of COVID in 2020 and said, this is not a respiratory virus. They're using something called plasmids. That's how they're orchestrating this entire pandemic. Well, Dr. Lee Merritt said she just dismissed it, didn't even know what it was, hasn't studied a lot about it. But my presentation, unbeknownst to her, the whole last 40 slides of the presentations was how they used plasmids to create the COVID-19 vaccines and how they created the spike proteins of COVID. And I didn't know she knew what plasmids were or ever heard it, but for her to stay open mind, humble enough and respectful enough, she was open enough to sit there and listen and then watch as I presented one document after another. And oh my God, it just kept solidifying home that this could really be a, a thing. She's convinced there's probably a, a, a genetic predisposition for injury and protection from this biological weapon they call COVID. And she believes there are certain races of individuals that are not hurt. And what I showed her and the whole world at this Red Pill Expo actually opened up a new possibility for her that what I showed could possibly answer the eugenics aspect of this weapon. She just did not know what plasmids were and that the real weapon of COVID, which were spike proteins, which were found to be snake venom proteins, which I showed over and over and over in this presentation. These snake venom proteins published this year. The actual emergency of COVID ends in May of 2023. A week later, the NIH releases a paper. Now, remember, when they drop the emergency, that ruins all the the EUA products we've all been worried about. All of them. So they drop the emergency. The very next week, the NIH releases a paper, and I showed the whole world. It's just a couple months ago, and it's, a, it's the NIH's paper. And it's titled SARS-CoV-2 Spike Protein Targets Alpha-7 Nicotine Receptors. It's the first time in four years they have admitted that. I have been screaming that to the world for two years, but nobody would acknowledge it. And the NIH definitely, our federal government definitely wasn't going to acknowledge it until the emergency was over. So now that the emergency is over, now they'll tell you the truth. And in the very first paragraph, it says the spike proteins of covid are identical to snake venom neurotoxins. So I showed them all that too. Once again, they've now admitted it. Why? Well, number one, the chiropractor has been yapping all over the world for two years now that it's snake venom. And when people go look at the papers, you see that's true. You can't deny it. I didn't ever say anything that wasn't true and wasn't founded in a research peer-reviewed approved paper. <laughs> but now they have to admit it. So they're going to cover their butts. And at least it now knowledge. Yeah, that guy was right. Well, what Dr. Lee Merritt, for example, had never considered every single paper, and I mean 
thousands of papers every day around the world are being published in these medical journals. And I don't even think most of them are real papers, medical journals. I don't think they're real at all, most of them. But they drove and created and published so many papers all over the world in the Lancet, the New England Journal of Medicine. They kept publishing a million journals, and every single one of them said this. COVID targets ACE2 receptors. SARS-CoV-2 targets ACE2 receptors. The spike proteins target ACE2 receptors. So every single medical doctor in the whole world, when I came out with my Watch the Water documentary, said it doesn't target nicotine receptors. As I said, they said it only targets ACE2 receptors. And I said, no, you guys all fell for it. They're lying to you. It's not the ACE2 receptors. It's nicotine receptors. It's why smokers didn't end up dying from COVID. Scientists published that in April of 2020, and all of us missed it then. I learned about it in December of 2021. So this December, it'll be two years I've been telling the whole world. And just two months ago, the government finally says it. And I showed the whole world they're admitting it. Well, this opened up a new possibility for Dr. Merritt that uh, we're going to look into. And that was she could never find an ACE2 receptor difference between all races that could explain this eugenics program or concept of the bioweapon of COVID. Like, for example, it's not the only demographic, but she showed at the Red Pill Expo today, which was a phenomenal uh, presentation. At her presentation, she wrote and showed that Amish and what are called Akhenazi Jews, none of them ever were affected by COVID. But these weren't the only groups. Those were just the only ones they talked about in papers. There could be many others or a few others. No one knows. They're not the only ones. But whatever's in their genetics, they were protected completely of COVID and never were affected. So, but she couldn't find anything about ACE2 receptors that would explain that until I showed the papers about the alpha-7 nicotine receptors. And so we're very thrilled. We're going to be very excited to go on and learn now. Can this possibly explain why some people were affected more than others, even in race scenarios. So yeah, it's very exciting. All right. So just to set the stage, this is what was exciting for me is to be able to hang out with these individuals, get to know them more, and then share my my education, my research to the rest of the world. So we're going to start out here. So this is I'm going to read through some of my presentation. And just so you know, if any of you want this document, anybody who goes to the drartistshow.com and you put in your email to subscribe to the drartistshow.com, the, T-H-E-D-R-A-R-D-I-S, show.com. If you go there, put in your email to register. On Tuesday or Wednesday of this week, I am sending everybody from the Red Pill Expo and everybody who's in my audience as subscribers, I'm sending them this PowerPoint presentation with all the information in it, with all the research articles, if links, if you want to read those, all the highlighted information. And I hope you share this damn document with everybody in the whole world because it's going to help you understand not only this pandemic, the ones coming up because they're going to use the exact same technology. All right. So let's start here. So the first thing I did was I actually published a... Uh, a slide that's titled, do you or anyone you know still suffer when it, with any of these symptoms post having COVID? And everyone out there in the audience, please listen. Do you struggle with chronic fatigue, dizziness, can't take deep breaths, low-grade fever, loss of taste and loss of smell for a year and a half or two years since having COVID, memory lapses, muscle pain, diarrhea, vomiting, concentration difficulties, sleep difficulties, mood disorders, headaches, chest tightness, heart palpitations, cognitive impairment, motor deficits, exercise intolerance, new onset of diabetes since having COVID, new onset of high blood pressure since having COVID. And the reason why I ask this is looking for healing radio audiences. They published in this paper from January of 2023, this year, 
it is estimated 35% to 87% of all individuals who experienced SARS-CoV-2 infection at any point during the pandemic still have those symptoms and any of them. And then they write, the duration of those symptoms is unpredictable. After six months, an average of 14 persistent symptoms is reported by subjects suffering from long-hauler COVID symptoms. All right, so I'm going to take y'all through that. Now, in this presentation, I actually show the entire audience's every scientific study published since January of 2020 that confirms the origin of COVID was snakes. The two spike proteins were venoms from King Cobra and Bungarotoxin, which is the crate snake from Asia. And then I brought the world's attention here at the Red Pill Expo that uh, they published in this NIH paper from 5-2023, May 2023. They said, the title is SARS-CoV-2 spike protein targets alpha-7 nicotinic acetylcholine receptors. The statement in the first paragraph reads, the SARS-CoV-2 glycoprotein contains a neurotoxin-like region that has sequence similarities to snake venom neurotoxins. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? They'll admit that now after two years of listening to bull crap from medical doctors and scientists around the world about my claims. It wasn't my claims. Scientists around the world already published that in January 2020, April of 2020, Italy, June of 2020. But man, they sure did convince everybody the spike protein was nothing ever known in the world before. No, it wasn't. It was snake venom. All right. So that's what I educated them on. And then, uh, well, let's see here what I want to show you. All right. So then I took them through the Italy study. The audience is the Red Pill Expo, and I showed them. The Italy study was conducted in June of 2020. And they ran the blood, urine, and feces of every COVID-19 positive patient in multiple cities in Italy. Then they gathered up 10 individuals from multiple cities in Italy who had no symptoms of COVID, but they PCR tested them, and they did not test positive for COVID. So they were COVID-19 negative, and they had no symptoms. The group of positive COVID-19 patients had to have symptoms of any kind of COVID. Then they ran their blood. They took samples of each groups of people, those positive and negative for COVID. And they took their blood, urine, and feces, and they ran all of their tissue, blood, urine, and feces, through three different lab tests. Two laboratories they sent those tissues to in Italy to run two different tests. Then they sent another parts of those tissues to Germany to be tested with a third testing technique to see if what the Chinese and French researchers said was true, which they said SARS-CoV-2 infection, COVID-19, came from snakes' venoms. So they went looking to see, are there any animal venoms inside the bodies of COVID-19 patients? And what they published is 36 different venoms were found in COVID-19 patients' blood and in their feces. Not a single one of these 36 venoms were ever isolated or found or confirmed to be in any of the negative COVID-19 group. So I showed the audience these, these venoms. And just so you know, there's a column. If you want this, docu this document, remember, go to thedrartistshow.com. We're going to be emailing everybody in my subscription list, my email list, this entire presentation. In my talk and in my presentation, I screenshot out certain columns of the four tables of these venoms. They're called, it's called the protein name. The far right column tells you what animal the venom came from. And they show you on the chart, there's 20 different snakes venoms and by name and what region of the world they come from. 
the venom protein is in the protein name column and they're highlighted in color. What is the venom that was found from what snake, what other creatures? And those protein names actually tell you what that protein from their venom is going to give you as symptoms of every symptom of COVID, long hauler COVID, you name it. So I took them through that research and then I, yeah, I took them through all kinds of stuff. So anyway, that's very, very cool. And then I, I showed them a British medical journal article. It's in the, it's in the document from 2021 British medical journal, health journal out of UK. It's called British medical journal, global health in the middle of the pandemic. They publish a paper and I showed the red pill expo audiences. It's titled snake bites and COVID-19, two crises, one research and development opportunity. And in the summary box, right on the top of the title, it says of this paper, and I showed the world, and they all just gasped in the audience. Despite inherent differences, the British Medical Journal says, snake bite envenoming, envenoming is the word for venom in the human body or a prey, snake bite envenoming and COVID-19 have much in common in terms of research and development challenges and opportunities. So I just look at the audiences. The title in big, bold words is Snake Bites and COVID-19. Two crises, one research and development opportunity. All right. Now, in the world of pharmaceuticals and medical journals, the phrase one research and development opportunity tells you they're going to actually do research and develop one drug solution for both. Well, what are they referencing in the title of this article? Snake Bites and COVID-19. Provide one research and development opportunity. Really? I didn't realize snake bites and COVID-19 had so much in common. Well, what snake bites do, They when a, bait, when a snake bites you, it introduces venom. What does that have to do with any similarity to COVID-19? Well, if you're not willing to look, you wouldn't ever be able to figure it out. But if you're able to look and willing to look, the scientists starting in January of 2020, April of 2020, and June of 2020, from Italy, France, and China all told you. COVID-19 originated from snakes, venoms, king cobra, and the crate snake. All right, audiences, remember, this is Looking for Healing Radio. We're going to be right back after these messages. But remember, you can turn in, tune in Monday through Friday. This third segment, I'm going to take you guys through a research study published January of 2023. I was actually going to wait to present this at the Reawaken Tour in Las Vegas, but I'm going to do it for my Looking for Healing Radio show right now, audiences. And it has everything to do with what I'm building up to solidify in the minds of people around the world, how confident I am about this recommendation to find healing from the 21 most life-altering side effects of long-hauler COVID symptoms that is debilitating. All of them can be eradicated in less than six days with one treatment. But if you don't know all of this information, you won't know why, and you won't have the confidence to know why that is going to work. All right. I'm Dr. Brian Arce. We'll be back right after these messages. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company designed the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. Go to OutloudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. 
Trouble getting to sleep and staying asleep is infuriating. Your mind races, you toss and turn. Nutrition company Healthy Cell created REM sleep to help you quickly fall asleep, stay asleep, and sleep deep. Unlike other supplements that don't work, REM sleep is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients, supporting all four stages of sleep. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order, risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Out loud. All right, healers, welcome back. I'm Dr. Brian Artis. This is Looking for Healing Radio. This segment is being brought to you by HealingfortheAges.com, a conference I created, visualized, and invited Dr. Ed Group, Dr. Henry Ely, Dr. Janice Schmidt. Dr. Henry Ely and Dr. Janice Schmidt are also hosts on this Looking for Healing Radio show each week. You can follow us Monday through Friday. It's very cool. Go to AmericaOutloud.com radio. Or go to AmericaOutloud.com, go to uh, podcast, <laughs> or go to uh, programs, click on radio show, go to Looking for Healing Radio, and then submit a question right there. We answer them every Friday morning at Looking for Healing Radio, the four of us together. It's awesome. It's my favorite actual interview of the whole week is going through that with them. All right. Healingfortheages.com. Dr. Myself, Dr. Artist Group, and uh, Schmidt are going to be, I'm sorry, Dr. Ely and Dr. Schmidt will be there speaking September 8th and 9th. If you're looking for healing... If you're tired of being sick, if you really don't have much trust in the pharmaceutical industry anymore, I'm bringing four, in my opinion, myself and three others, four of the individuals who respect God's creation and God's resources on the planet. He put on the planet before he created you and put you on the planet, which are plants, animals, minerals, vitamins, water, you name it. Uh, the four of us have this respect in nature that most people don't have and this faith so much that we don't actually ever use drugs or need drugs. So if you're looking for healing and you want to know how to live a drug-free, vaccine-free life, why don't you join those who have done it for the last 100 years combined? I have over 22 years of experience with this. Dr. Henry Ely's got 25 years of this. Janice Schmidt's got her whole lifetime. I won't say how old she is. She's probably 29. And then Dr. Group. Dr. Group's slightly older than me. I think he's uh, in his 40s, late 40s. These are a lot of years. We've got 25 years probably between each of us on average. That's 100 years. Looking for, look, go to healingforages.com. There's a free live QA masterclass that you can sign up for. It happens Thursday night on September 7th. You can chime in, submit questions. Jonathan Otto, the filmmaker and investigative journalist, is going to be moderating that for us. He's done a great job through the pandemic to get our messages out to the world. He's going to be there in person to moderate it. Uh, you can watch that live and it's for free. After watching that on Thursday night, if you still don't know if you want to sign up virtually or be in attendance, there probably will not be tickets to attend. But man, we want millions if we can get them virtually to attend this. It's just that important. They've been targeting billions of us worldwide. Why don't we try to get millions of you out there to try to help save your life and make sense of the madness they created? Healingfortheages.com. Go there and learn right now. Watch the videos. Get the updates each week. We're sending them out each week. It's going to be very exciting. Uh, Silk of Diamond and Silk is going to be there in attendance. She'll be a part of the Q&A and VIP sessions of that conference. Judy Mikovits is attending. Dr. Peter Molicola will be there in person. Mickey Willis is coming. It's going to be a great opportunity. We're very excited and thrilled to have them all there and are honored to have them stand arms in arms with us. All right. That's healingfortheages.com. Go there. And if you don't, we're going to make it all available to you afterwards. And so you can listen to all the testimonials and, and the hype videos of the people that come and You'll probably want to buy it then, but I don't know why you'd want to wait. Might as well do it now. It's $99. Use the promo code ARDIS, A-R-D-I-S. It'll save you 10% off the $99 virtual attendance fee. 
It'll make it $89. Uh, go to healingfortheages.com. It's phenomenal. All right, so we're going to return back here to our conversation here uh, that we carried over from last time. The British Medical Journal and Global Health uh, Online Journal published a paper in 2021 titled Snake Bites and COVID-19, Two Crises, One Research and Development Opportunity. And in my Red Pill Expo presentation, I said on the slide, I said, would any of you like to know who is funding this one research opportunity to treat snake bites and COVID-19 and want to know the company and product they are developing? The company is called Ophirix. And I showed the slide in the actual company, O-P-H-I-R-E-X, Ophirix. Ophirix in the logo has a snake in the O on a staff, just like every medical thing ever. Then the next slide from their website directly, they have a funding page. Who's funding this company, Ophirix, which has only been around like 10 years in its total existence. And I highlighted a statement, the World Health Organization's 2019 Roadmap for Reducing the Burden of venom, of venom in humans encouraged development of new technologies. Ophirix's verasplodib drug answers that call, they say, says the World Health Organization. This is the year before the pandemic, people. The WHO creates a roadmap to eradicate snake bite deaths and casualties by the year 2030. <laughs> and they say this drug made by a company called Ophirix, called verasplodib, is the answer to the call on the screen I'm looking at. And if you go to the show.com and subscribe, you're going to get this in your email in the next couple of days. Cause I'm going to send it out to everybody. I'm going to give a couple of days to get home for people from the red pill expo. All those watching, listening to this radio station. I want to give you a couple of days to go to the doctor artist show and actually subscribe. So you can get this when I ship this out by email on Tuesday or Wednesday, there are three organizations they publish and it's on the screen. You'll see it. Three companies are pumping in over $100 million in the next seven years, including to this company, Ophirix, to develop a oral drug for snake bites. Well, what does snakes inject into people? Venom. So this is an anti-venom oral pill called Verasplatib, V-A-R-E-S-P-L-A-D-I-B. It's the Department of Defense of the United States. Why would the United States do that? The Welcome Trust Fund, which funds the World Economic Forum and a whole bunch of other nefarious organizations, and the United Nations are funding $100 million into this type of company to develop over the next seven years an oral drug to treat snake bites. Snake bites give you venom. Why do you think these massive global tyrannical organizations are investing $100 million to develop an oral pill for venom? They are preparing for the global envenomation use of venoms they're going to use for the next seven years, creating one pandemic after another, just like they did with COVID. And they need an anti-venom pill to keep themselves safe. All right. All right. I'm going to keep going. And then I showed the audiences that the drug they're making on their website, they have a little section titled the right molecule to inhibit something called phospholipase A2, verasplodib fits into this universal groove like a wedge, disabling the venom component called phospholipase A2. For the purposes of this radio show, you're not looking at the screen, so I'm not going to tell you what's on the screen. Phospholipase A2. This enzyme found in rattlesnake venom and every venom on the planet causes multiple organ failure and death. It's the most toxic, deadly overall venom component that when a snake or scorpion bites its prey, this enzyme is the most killer of the animal. Well, the reason why this is important is Ophirix is creating a drug called Verasplodib and it only targets inhibiting or blocking this one enzyme of snake venom to try to save the life of people around the world. 
Do you know what's interesting about this drug and this phospholipase A2 snake venom enzyme that causes multiple organ failure? Do you guys remember that COVID-19 caused multiple organ failure in hospitalized patients? Do you know that the University of Arizona in 2021 in the summer analyzed 300 patients who died in hospitals around the country? And they analyze their blood to notify medical doctors around the world. See, medical doctors rely on scientists to do research to tell them what to look for. So as medical doctors are treating patients in ICUs around the world and these patients are struggling and dying on remdesivir and the venting protocols, scientists around the world were racing to find out what is it that's killing people that we can tell the medical doctors to look for. Well, in June of 2021, they published what was the only thing killing COVID-19 patients. And it, they published their paper. It's titled Like Venom Coursing Through the Body. And its subtitle is Researchers Identify the Enzyme Found in the Blood of All COVID-19 Patients That's Leading to Death. And that enzyme is found in rattlesnake venom, they said, called phospholipase A2. And then they begged the whole world, medical doctors everywhere, start doing phospholipase A2 blood draws on your patients in the hospital. You'll figure out if they're, gonna, if they're at higher risk for dying or not, and then you know how to treat it. You know, I don't know any medical doctors in the whole world who from June of 2021 have ever even looked for this. In fact, my dear friend, Dr. Rashid Buttar, who got poisoned, he believed after being at CNN's headquarters or a studio to get filmed for his CNN interview, Dr. Buttar left that that uh, interview about a year ago, said he felt poisoned ever since then. And what sucked is about six months later is when he's at my home trying to get help. And I had to send him. I told him, you've got to go to a lab and get a phospholipase A2 blood draw. And he did. He ordered his own. He goes to a lab and the state he lived in, and he gets it, and it comes back severely elevated. Sorry, I can't speak. Elevated. And he's like, well, what does this mean? And I said, this is a snake venom component that they published is what's causing the most death of people with COVID. This is why Ophirix is studying and why the Welcome Trust Fund, why the United Nations, and why the Department of Defense of the United States is funding $100 million to companies like this to solve by the year 2030 venom from snake bites. They're going to tell you it's for snake bites around the world. Do you really think there's enough Americans getting bit by snakes that the United States Department of Defense is going to invest millions of dollars in companies to make an oral pill for snake bites? Come on, man. This is ridiculous. There's not that many snake bites in America. We're all in houses. We all work in corporate buildings. The majority of us live in metroplexes where it's all concrete jungles. You really think we're all running into snakes? No. So why would these organizations around the world be pumping $100 million to solve an anti-venom problem? Their agenda is to spread venom throughout the world. Now, in my presentation, I showed these documents. In fact, there's one I threw in the Stu Peters documentary, Watch the Water. It's titled Moderna co-founder, Derek Rossi is his name, on July 6, 2021 said, you can use my mRNA technology to treat venomous snake bites. Do you want to know why he knew that? The mRNA shots were designed to prevent death from COVID-19's spike protein, which were two venoms of two snakes. So disgusting. All right. Now, this is what I'm going to spend for the next few minutes. In fact, I told you I was going to tell you the, the cure that I was going to talk about the reawakened tour. I'm not going to do that. Not for the next five minutes. Only five minutes left. This is Looking for Healing Radio. You want to look for healing? You better know what they're poisoning you with. You want to look for healing in the future? Every pandemic from here on will be created by this one technology. Before I went to the Red Pill Expo a couple of days earlier, I wanted to know 
how can I explain to the audiences that there's venom in the COVID-19 shots? What evidence can I give them? So if you go to the NIH's website right now, they have a fact sheet titled COVID-19 mRNA vaccine production. And the actual document is just like an infographic with a paragraph next to each illustration. It is perfectly written to explain to the layperson how the COVID-19 vaccines were produced. And no one in the audiences at the Red Pill Expo and none of the doctors there even knew this information. And that's fine. I knew they didn't because I'd never seen it. And no one's ever sent it to me. So I assume very many people didn't know this. So what they described first is that early in the COVID-19 pandemic, I quote, researchers used state-of-the-art genomic sequences to quickly sequence the SARS-CoV-2 virus. And then I showed on the slide what they published in the early part of the pandemic. Chinese researchers published the gene sequence of SARS-CoV-2, the virus, came from snakes, two of them, crate snake and king cobra. So I show that on the slide. Then the next question, the next slide is, and they're on the infographic for the NIH, they state that the pharmaceutical world and federal health agencies around the world, they selected, I quote, the spike protein gene as their vaccine candidate. They never put the SARS-CoV-2 virus in the COVID-19 shots. They selected the spike protein gene as their vaccine candidate. What was the spike protein of COVID found to be? King cobra venom and crate venom called bungarotoxin. And I put it on the screen right underneath the infographic from the NIH. So they're telling you, we put cobra venom and crate venom in the shots. We called it a spike protein. The next slide or part of this paper document is, it shows a little circular ring and it says in the middle of it, DNA plasmid. This is what no one in the audiences, including Lee Merritt had ever seen. And in that circle at the top, there's like a quarter of the circle of this DNA plasmid, which is just a circle connected of DNA. A quarter of it, it says, was spike protein gene. So I highlighted a part of the paragraph next to it. It reads, the target spike protein gene is then synthetically manufactured and inserted into a plasmid. So the venom spike proteins are inserted first, synthetically manufactured like all snake venoms in the whole world, and then inserted into a plasmid or a small circular piece of DNA. And then on the same slide underneath this graphic, I said, what was the spike protein gene confirmed to be by geneticists? Cobra toxin and bungarotoxin. And then they talk about how quickly they can make this. I've only got like two minutes left. The next slide was this. And remember, you guys can get this. Go to the drrshow.com, subscribe. You're going to get this in your email in the next three days. The next slide, I titled it this question. If plasmids, these little circular pieces of DNA, are used to make COVID vaccines, and the spike protein gene is in the plasmid, do pharmaceutical giants manufacture cobra venom containing plasmids and do those plasmids actually produce cobra toxin cobra venom spike protein venoms in the human body question mark in 2003 this study confirms that they took two different pieces of cobra venom and put it in two different plasmids they injected one plasmid into an animal and it did nothing they took the other one and injected it into another animal and it did nothing then they took both of them in one shot and injected them into the animal and after in just in an hour or so it's called transplicing they found that the plasmids with the spike protein venom proteins in them combined with each other in the human body 
created what they confirmed to be the complete neurotoxic cobra toxin venom and every animal they injected the two separate plasmids into their bodies when these plasmids united together in the body of the animal every single one of those animals died within six hours and with the red pill expo group i said to all the audiences including all the medical professionals i said if you look at the data of everybody who died from the covid19 vaccines what is the time frame in which 80 to 90% of everybody died after getting the COVID-19 vaccines. Was it a week? Was it a month? Was it two years? Nope. It was 48 hours after the second shot. And then I proposed when they said they need to give you two shots a week, two weeks apart. The first one has the plasmids of the first part of the King Cobra, Cobra toxin in the plasmid. Two weeks later, they inject you with the other one. And then they combined in the human body. And within six hours to 48 hours, these individuals experienced strokes, myocarditis, or death. And this is what made Dr. Lee Merritt and others and everyone in the audience is so excited because no one's ever seen this study. And what was interesting is the actual study says not only did it make alpha cobra toxin, it says in the body that they injected these two gene plasmids into them with two separate parts of venom in them. They combined in the body to yield what they call mature alpha cobra toxin mRNA. Now, this is important. <clears throat> the mRNA wasn't created until it was in the body. So it makes the mRNA venom mRNA in the body. But the mRNA wasn't there before. They put in these two circular pieces of DNA called plasmids mRNA and DNA are not the same. So what I'm going to do is with this article is I'm going to go through with all these experts of mine, Dr. Group, Ely Schmidt, Nicola Burnett, and we're going to talk about this and take them to the study. When they tell you these are mRNA COVID-19 vaccines, they're not. The NIH says they put plasmids to make these actual vaccines. The plasmids don't have mRNA. When they inject you with these plasmids, they combine in the body to create the entire venom mRNA. And that mRNA will destroy every cell in your human body. All right, I'm going to have to wrap this up. This is Dr. I'm Dr. Artis. Y'all are going to have to stay tuned for the Reawaken Tour in two weeks to see what I was going to, what I presented at the Red Pill Expo. I just needed to set the stage and let you know where I am, where I've been, and why it is uh, I love doing this work and this research. Remember, the only medicine is natural medicine because natural medicine first does no harm. There's so much we have to unlearn, and I'm grateful to be able to unlearn it with you so we can learn something much better, something filled with love, with logic, and with light. Healer, listening, you are a being of light. To remember that when you're looking for healing, you have to remember that. So always look within first. May God the Almighty and author of all things shine his divine light down upon us, everyone we love, and surround us in the protection of his warm and healing embrace. I am Dr. Brian Artis. Go to healingfortheages.com and register right now. There's no reason to hesitate if you do. It's probably because you have tons of confusion. You're wondering, oh my God, am I going to hear the same stuff again? No, you're not. <laughs> I wouldn't even do a conference if I thought you were going to hear the same stuff you heard before. That'd be a waste of my time. I've already heard everybody else's conferences and my own speeches there. So this is going to be a phenomenal opportunity. God bless you all. Hope you have a great week. Remember, tune in tomorrow, 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time for Looking for Healing Radio. I'm Dr. Artis on behalf of Nicola Burnett, Dr. Jana Schmidt, and Dr. Henry Ely. God bless you. We'll see you. I will see you on Looking for Healing Radio Friday morning, 11 a.m. Eastern. God bless.